John Stanko of icgales.com being joined by the legendary Jack O'Leary of the Iona College Cross Country and Track and Field Program. First of all, Jack, thanks for joining me. Uh, how are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, great, John. Um, happy to be here. Uh, I wouldn't say legendary. I would just say one of the boys. Just one of the boys. All right. You know what? Let's segue into that. You're one of the boys, a part of this incredibly successful cross country and track and field program. How did you first find out about this program and how did you find yourself fitting in so well? So um, when I first looked at it, I, I suppose at first um, being from Ireland and um, the NCAA and stuff like that, I wasn't really too sure. Like I remember actually going on YouTube and looking up kind of the Foot Locker, which is like the high school um, American championships. And I thought that was NCAAs. Like I was kind of trying to do my own research. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, but there's a big Irish connection. I think that goes back to about the 1990s of there's been at least one Irish guy on the Iona cross country men's team every single year. And that's been at least one person. Like I've kind of jumped in with Jake Byrne, who was previously here in kind of 2015, 2016. And then um, there's actually another Irish guy coming next year from Dublin. So the streak will continue. Um, but that was definitely a big draw for me, just knowing, I suppose, there was a f uh, familiarity with Ireland and Irish guys have come here in the past and they've done really well. And uh, fortunately, that's worked out for me too. Um, but I looked at a few different colleges. I, I think I was looking at Providence and a, a few other ones that reached out and they definitely had big Irish connections. But there was um, brother John Dooley. Uh, he's a brother in Ireland. And he has a massive connection with Iona and was a big advocate for when I was looking into Iona and he was kind of saying, you know, the person you are, like the kind of outgoing, kind of chill, chillax person, that's kind of exactly what Iona cross country is. Um, so when he kind of said, you know, if you want to run fast and have a good time, Iona is the place to be. So that was kind of um, e e easy decision at the end of the day. And I'm happy that it worked out like that. I'd say chill, relaxed, easygoing, definitely the vibe of the cross-country program at Iona. How, how would you describe the culture you walked into in your first year, and has it changed at all now with you and your graduate year and running for so long with the Gales? Yeah, I, I definitely, when I first came in, it was um, like, you know, I suppose now I'm one of the older guys, and I don't feel old. Uh, I'm 23 now, and I think that is quite old for being in college, and I possibly will be here for another year with the COVID um, going on. So. Uh, I still don't feel old. And I think when I was young and I looked at these guys, you know, with big beards and everything, I was thinking, mm -hmm. no way am I like, these guys are, you know, they're centuries ahead of me. And now I'm kind of in that position. I'm kind of like, oh, but I, I feel like the team culture, you know, we're always talking like we're delighted this year. We kind of came 10th and kind of got back into that top 10 in the nation. And that's been like, like that's kind of what Iona is. Like we were, we always strive to be at the very least top 10 team in the country. Um, we're looking to try and hopefully get near near top four in the country next year uh, or this year now, I suppose, in November time. But um, I think that the culture has stayed pretty much the exact same and we're producing the same amount of All-Americans. We're all running just as fast as the old boys were and the younger guys now are, I hope, looking up to myself, Ehab, Jamie D, Jack Hopkins, uh, too many names to name of the older guys now and they'll go on eventually too be the inspiration of the team for the younger guys to come in then how did COVID and this whole entire crazy season that you've been through did it test the culture at all did it strengthen the relationships what was the vibe of the team while training during the winter while away from home and people are remote people are on campus how did the team get through that I suppose we're definitely very lucky um being runners because running 
you know, we kind of talk about facilities and stuff like we don't actually need a lot. Um, essentially, you just need your pair of shoes, a good healthy pair of legs, and you can kind of get going, you know. Um, so in that regard, training wise, at least we could train compared to a lot of other teams that like, say, like swimming, for example, couldn't actually get indoors. Um, so that's must have been very tough for them. But we were lucky that we could actually train. Um, like, I, I think... It was definitely challenging at times because obviously like I went home in March, a lot of the team kind of split up um, and, you know, our, our team is a very interlocked team. Like we like to train with our train, tra like we came here because the team is such a good team and there's so many guys to train with. So then, you know, almost like the flick of a light switch, we were all separated and we're all at home. And next thing, you know, we're all training on our own. And like, you know, a lot of our guys, we log a lot of training like during the week, like, you know, a lot, a lot of hours put in and it's made a lot easier when you're kind of chatting and talking to fellas. But then the second you're kind of taken away from that, it's like, oh, like you really feel the effects of the training going on. Um, but I think our team did a great job. Like we were doing uh, online kind of core sessions. We were talking to each other a lot. And like, we're, you know, I suppose that definitely kind of pushed through knowing that, look, I suppose we're all in the same situation. Like it's a bit of a mess, but at least we're all kind of pushing through it. Um, and we have each other to each other to hold accountable at the end of the day because we have a max streak to continue and you know we want to be one of the best teams in the country and I know Joe Pienta was saying a lot like if, if you think the other teams are taking this time to kind of slack off and you know let let, let this almost um, I suppose what's the word kind of downtime co come into it that you can just you know take your foot off the accelerator and just kind of chill out with like Unfortunately, if you start doing that, you won't be as good. And like this, this team we have here, we want to be one of the best teams in the country. So to be the best, you got to You got to train like the best. What was it like getting back to campus when it was told that the cross country season was going to happen at a unique time after Christmas, when you guys all got together once again, what was that like when the team was finally able to be cohesive again, back on campus to be around one another? So like, actually, it's funny for me because I suppose I didn't really know if the season was going to go ahead until maybe like the start of February. So my actual initial plan was I actually only came back to um, America at the start of February because I didn't think the season was actually going to go ahead. And um, we still thought that there mightn't be a chance. So I was actually training for the European indoor championships, which were going ahead. And I kind of had the plan that with Joe, you know, if the season is going to happen, like I'll just hop on the next flight home, which is the way it worked out because the season, uh, just went ahead mm -hmm. um but uh like it was it was it was tricky because i suppose no one knew for definite it's going to happen that was the hardest part like you're, you're kind of getting up in the morning and you know like say if you have a long run you have a 16 mile long run to do and you know when it comes down to energy and effort and if you're with the lads like you kind of know you're training for something and then the second that kind of goal was taken away, it's hard to know what, what you're actually doing. So the second we knew the season was going ahead, like it was all, it was all guns going. And like, I think the boys, every race, we were just saying like, it's just great to, you know, have the Iona singlet on again and just knowing how lucky we are just to be able to race because this is such a privilege right now um, just to be able to compete again. And that's kind of the way we went into it. And actually that took the pressure off as well that we just knew, you know, we're just kind of having fun. Like at the end of the day, like we did this, we are good at it, but, it is a, it's meant to be fun. So we were, we were just enjoying ourselves at the same time. And we got two individual team wins um, as a result. Yeah, I mean, not too shabby. You guys are fairly decent at it. You know, 30 straight MAC championships, three decades worth of dominance. You're being very humble there. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you, ever, 
Do you ever reflect and just think the history of the program is now three decades worth of dominance and you are a part of that also as a most outstanding performer claiming first place? I mean, do you ever think about that and the history that you're building as part of this program? Like, I, I suppose after we um, obviously, you know, one, one max again, um, it kind of hit home. Like, you know, like that's 30 years. Like that's like, that, that's a long, that's a long time. Like, you know, like I, I wasn't born like you know yeah. yeah like like this streak has been happening longer than i've been alive so like like it's just that's that's just weird like you know it, it's hard to really understand like like maybe back then did they think this is going to happen for this long like you know it, it's almost like it, sh it should it blows your mind like actually how ridiculous it's getting now but you know every year we say like you know max is not we never take max for granted like every other team you know you know, having such dominance, everyone's gunning for us. Like, if we if we slip up in the slightest way, there will be twenty five other schools on our ass. You know, to get to get to beat us. Um, so having that kind of pressure in the background is nice because it is pushing you. But at the same time, it is just it's amazing to be part of such a like it's the longest active NCAA Division One conference yeah. um, in in the nation, which is just it's just mind blowing. For, and for for a team like. Iona, where, you know, Iona is just a small school, you know, just up in New Rochelle. And to have such a statement on the NCAA is, is, is really freaking cool. And um, to actually, to win, you know, to actually get the most outstanding performer as well, that was a big honor. And just to, you know, that's something I'll remember, like 30 straight years and I got my first Mac Cross Country Championship, but that's really cool. I believe back in 2019, you were part of a legendary picture with Ehab. I believe it was you and Ehab with the rock, paper, scissors shoot as you were, as we were approaching the finish line. I'm going to put that in this video so people yeah. can see it. It's iconic, really. It really is. It really is. How did that come about during the race? So we never, we never like, so normally with um, Mac Championship, we kind of, it's like a seniority thing. We like to give the kind of, the, the, the big senior, you know, he can take the win and stuff. Um, and I suppose in that race, myself and Ehab were both coming back next year. So it was kind of like Jamie D and stuff. Like he is an extra year beyond us. So hopefully he has his legs underneath him and he, he can get his uh, rock, paper, scissors shoot right uh, next year. But um, I suppose between me and Ehab, it was deciding if he won last year, I win this year. If I won last year, he wins this year. Um, but I, I actually, because I remember we said, I remember doing the rock, it was almost a natural thing that we didn't even think about. It. Like we just, in the race, we were like, who's going to win? Because we don't talk about it before. Like, um, and then we were like, oh crap, this is actually, this is happening now. So uh, we just did rock, paper, scissors, shoot. And then like, they actually got the picture out. <laughs> I can't believe someone actually got the picture. Because even this year we were kind of fist bumping and stuff coming in. Because like, it, it's, it's just so, and then like even this year when we stopped, like, you turn around and you just see like I, we were one through seven this year and like we were almost one through ten so like just to see all your you know your your teammates but also your friends just come in behind you like it's just a great it's just a very very cool feeling but such dominance at max championships is do you ever have nerves before a race i mean especially with max you need to hold up the legacy or oh, yeah. any race in general are there nerves for you during a race before a race during a race and how do you handle that yeah i'd say like before max it's almost I'd nearly say Max is more nerve wracking than going to nationals because I suppose at Max, there's almost a standard that we have to set, you know, like we, we are the ones to beat, like we have to perform today. Like I suppose going to nationals, it's kind of like, this is what we've been training for now. It's just, let's just go do it. But um, with Max, there is that added pressure that I need to perform this today is the day like this, you know, I need to be flying today. 
Um, so that definitely plays a lot into us. But, you know, when we're training, like we always, we, we get confidence from our training. Like we know we're good. Um, when we do big workouts and we're all together, like we, we, we know we're flying and like, um, I suppose we get a lot of confidence from that. So that can ease the nerves. Um, but again, if you aren't nervous, it means you don't care. And if you don't care, you probably shouldn't be playing the sport, you know? Precisely, precisely. Uh, now, before every race, uh, Coach Pienta or any coach you've had will huddle a team together for a pre-race speech or whatever, one final thing. What's the best pre-race speech you've heard from whether it be a coach, a teammate, before what race? Is there one that sticks out in your memory? I'm trying to think now. A lot of the time, it is. it just comes down to, you know, like, we're here. We know we're good. Let's go do it. Um, I'm trying to think like Jack Hopkins um, is, you know, he's, he's a real, uh, I admire him a lot. Like, like he's been kind of true. Um, the injury process and the highs and lows, like, I know it's great that, you know, I, I got all this kind of attention. I won max and, you know, obviously with the all American stuff, like that's great, but um, it's very tough when, you know, it's all going right for you and it's great. But for everything that's going right for me, there's a lot going wrong for a lot of other people, unfortunately. And Jack Hopkins is one where, you know, he, he has every right to be beside me or ahead of me in a race. But unfortunately, you know, he's just had a rough few injury processes through the years. Um, but before the races, this, is, this kind of comes back to the testament of Hopkins and the kind of man he is that he would text me and every single man in our team before every race. And I suppose before NCAAs um, this year, um, he was kind of, you know, like, I, I suppose I like the pressure. I like having pressure on me. And uh, as he put it, like I kind of said, like you said, there's no real pressure this year. Isn't really, this this season shouldn't really be happening. So like, there's not actually that much pressure on us to perform. Um, but as I said, like, I, I, I've missed this pressure. I've missed this kind of, so I, I want the pressure. And he kind of, he kind of paused for a minute and he says, well, Go lead, go lead us home while American. <laughs> there we go. And uh, I, I was like, you know, and, and I suppose I even read that, you know, before the race, like that's, that was my goal. And, and, and that's that, you know, that, that's what I wanted to do. So um, having him saying that and him believing that I could do that, that was really cool. I would say so. Again, you got all American. We was 25th overall at the NCAA championships on, from what I heard and from what I saw, a very tough cross country course out at Oklahoma State. So when you got out there and you ran, you ran it the day before, you ran through the course, and then come game day, how tough was the course that you and your teammates had to run out there at Oklahoma State? Yeah, it was, I suppose, <laughs> this is coming from Ireland now, you know, we, we, we have a different standard of toughness out there, um, and the Brits, and the, we like to slag the Americans a little bit, because we don't really run, we don't really get the privilege of running on golf courses and stuff. In, That's as true, you don't get here grass and stuff like that. Yeah, but... Um, for American standards, like I would compare that course to an Irish cross country course. Like it was, it was, it was tough, but I suppose on, on the warm up, like I, I knew I had a good chat with uh, Peter Lynch, who's a runner, an Irish guy from Tulsa. And uh, he actually raced the race previously. And he told me, you know, like this race, first 2K is chill. And after that, it's a climb. Like the whole time you're either going up or down, there is no forgiving this course. And I suppose I knew that coming into this and I made sure our team knew that coming into this, that this course, some people were writing off thinking it's Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Like even when we landed in the airport, we were saying, God, it's awful flat around here. You know, yeah. like, where, where's a hill going to come from? Um, and when we did our jog the day before, I know some teams didn't even run on the course because they didn't want to tire themselves out the day before the race. Um, but, you know, we, we, we've been doing we do a lot of hill work. So like we, we, we were confident coming in, but honestly, 
once we saw the hills and stuff, it actually kind of, you know, put a bit of pep in your step because, you know, like we, we, we knew this was coming and uh, it almost, you know, it nearly psyched out so many other teams, whereas ours, I think, you know, it drove us on knowing like pain-wise we can handle the pain compared to a lot of other teams. What, what is the toughest cross-country course you ever had to run on, whether it be in America or, or in Europe? Uh, it would have been it would have been Lisbon and Portugal at the European Cross Country Championships 2019. Um, what made that so difficult? Say it again. What made that so difficult? It was uh, it was on the side of a mountain, so it was either yeah, it it, it was rough. It, it was extremely rough. And uh, Joe Pienta, actually, this is the race. John Jack Miller, uh, I think he collapsed. Um, he couldn't control his legs. And he fell over a barrier, and then he had to. He couldn't run after that. He, he his body just gave out. Um, and John Jack Miller is a bit of a mountain goat, mm-hmm. um, as we like to call him. So he, he uh, for him to collapse like that, I think that was one of the toughest courses. But you know what? Like, I, I honestly think that Oklahoma course, like with the wind, um, the footing was very nice. But just the, 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 like the first mile we went through, um, well, I know Ehab was probably close to running 4.10 with the leaders. And then I went through in about 4.20 for the mile, which, you know, a lot of us, that's not very far off our one mile pbs you know like, yeah. like almost going full sprint from the get-go um, and then you have to run you know five more miles after that first mile and somehow run up hills and you know battle the winds and like god by the end normally you know in cross NCAAs there's a big sprint at the end you know everyone's kind of gunning and my god this time there was not a sprint i think every man was just trying their absolute best like we were passing guys who literally couldn't walk like they were absolutely spent they, they, they just couldn't move so that was the biggest fear was just to make sure you weren't one of those guys. <laughs> when running a cross country race like that, or in general, what, what percentage do you think is physical strength in literally having the legs to do it or the mental strength of battling through the soreness and battling through knowing you have an extra thousand meters left to the finish? Like, how do you train the mental aspect as well as the physical? Uh, Johannes Moshman was always a great man for this. Um, he always said we have an iconic kind of 1K hill workout. Um, and, you know, when you're kind of in that workout, um, when you're coming to the last rep, your legs are led. Like, you are absolutely spent. And like this is kind of one of our more iconic workouts. So you're absolutely – and then, you know, you have one more rep to do. And he always said, when you feel like this, like that absolute – your gut is just you, just – you just want to stop. There's nothing else. Everything is telling you to stop that's what the last two kilometers of Venture Blaze will feel like. So if you can mentally feel that, get used to it, and then go to Venture Blaze, and when it does come, just know, like, every guy beside you, they're not going to be able to handle that as well as you're handling it. Um, so that's definitely the – but in terms of, like, I, I would feel that the training and everything is maybe 40%, but the rest is just mental. Like, it's pure – like I – even myself, mid-race, you know, like at 5K, the group was kind of making a big push – and mentally i was like oh man i don't know if i can make this to the line like i don't know if i can keep this up but then i just stuck on and you just next thing i started feeling good again like the body works in weird ways it does. Um, so i you know in that regard um mentally i just think like fitness is there it's more the mental on the day it's it's the best mental guys are the guys who are up the front you know one thing i'm curious about is Particularly in mass, Iona runs in a pack. You guys are all in the front. You're running with each other. You're kind of working off of each other in the pace. However, come NCAAs, it's more spread out naturally. There's more teams competing. It's a higher competition. 
What's the difference for you mentally when you're running in a pack with your teammates in a race? Obviously, it's competitive. You want to run the fastest time. But at NCAAs, you're kind of more by yourself around competitors from other schools. What's the difference mentally when you're running two different races like that? Yeah, it's there's definitely when you're at max, you know, it, whether you're in the front, you know, with the pack or you're just falling off, you have that goal of seeing, you know, you, you can see the Iona guys right in front of you. So, you mm -hmm. know, they're your friend. Like, you know, you might see the guy you train with and you know, well, I know I'm, he's not fitter than me or I'm not, you know, we should be right beside each other. So that kind of mentally can help you just in a race. Oh, I need to be there. But NCAAs, I almost tell people don't plan on meeting people out there because there is so many, like uh, you, you get, there's so many people in such a small space that you could see your, like, you, like even me and Ehab, we worked together quite well during NCAAs. Like I think when I, I could see him ahead of me and then, once I passed him, he just used me as just some bit of motivation just to keep going. Because, like, as he said, if I wasn't there, maybe he would have fallen back to out of the All-American spots. But just having that little bit of something in front of you just to give you that bit of motivation. Because it's very tough when you have, you know, a random guy pass you out and you're dying. You know, there, there's no affiliation, I suppose, with that person. Whereas if you see a teammate, that really helps. But I suppose at the end of the day, you're competing for your team. You know, if that guy's beating you, you need to beat him. Like, that's going to help the team at the end of the day. And, like, I think our team did a great job with just battling that because at the end, I don't think many of us wired together. Like, we were all kind of spread out. So we all had to kind of face our own demons and just use guys literally as a number. And you need to beat that guy to help the team. And, that, and that's what helped our team do so well at Nationals. I think some people forget that cross country is a team sport because it is a team total at the end and you're battling as part of your team. And I think you saw Northern Arizona do that at NCAAs. They ran that pack and they ran as a team. And, it, it and, that's, and, that's, and that's what we want to try to do next year. For sure. So what, what's the future for you at Iona? We'll wrap up with this. Uh, right now, the outdoor track and field season started the last weekend. We started this. I'm not sure what's in the future for you with Iona and your thoughts after Iona. So kind of let you end with this. What do you see down the road for yourself? Yeah, um, I suppose like my whole life, like um, once I kind of realized I was kind of good at this running thing, um, I've always kind of said I want to run the Olympic Games. That's kind of my ultimate goal. Like once once I kind of run in the Olympics, then that would be almost a running career checked off. Like I'm happy I've done everything I wanted to do. Um, in terms of Iona, I would like I, I plan to come back because of COVID I missed um, I have eligibility anyway for a whole extra year every single season, cross country, indoors, outdoors. Um, so cross country wise, I'd like to try. I've every single cross country and display championships I've finished better. And um, so I want to try and keep that uh, for, uh, trajectory going and try and finish in ahead of the top 25 and try and get into that kind of top 10. So that'd be kind of my individual goal. But then obviously with the team, you know, I, I almost feel like a broken record now where we all do talking about this podium, this trophy. And uh, I do think we have a huge chance next year, but I'm not going to put that pressure on us. I think, you know, if we just better our placing from this year, that'd be great. And if we all keep doing what we're doing, we're going to do that. So for in that regard, that, that that's my cross country um, for Iona. But then as I go on outside of Iona, yeah, obviously it's the Olympic games. And once, once you can kind of, that's, that's like the pinnacle of our sport, you know, like the Olympics is, kind of everything that's like your super bowl or your you know that march madness i suppose or anything that's that that is it um but i'd love to try and give a crack at a few of our national records and um, the 5k 10k in in ireland now yeah the american national records are a little uh, <laughs> a, di a different ball game but uh a few irish national records that'd be cool and then honestly just have fun 
like you know at the end of the day it's it's a sport and i did this because i enjoy it and i don't want to ever lose that part of me that actually enjoys training and competing and um, never get so bogged down in you know purely on results and times and at the end of the day if you give it if you give it your all i'll be very happy well, Jack O'Leary, just one of the boys, but those boys are very successful. Uh, thanks for joining us today on icegales.com, and best of luck uh, moving forward. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Thanks very much.